0: Hola, cariño. Hola,
1: amor.
0: And welcome to. Welcome? Bienvenidos to.
1: Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos.
0: And welcome to (laughs) Uy, qué horror a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hello.
1: Hi. How's it going over (laughs) there?
0: (laughs) You know, I'm. um, I. I feel. Like, I've been productive this morning, but at the same time, not. It's a weird mix. I'm dog sitting right now, mm-hmm. and he's kind of a terror, and I <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to get him nice and tired so that I can record and not have him screaming in the background, so I woke up early to just, like, fling a ball all morning. Oh, a- my God. Luck- <laughs> Luckily, the neighbor here at this apartment has a dog as well, and they- they have a mad love affair Están oh. Enamorados. Oh, and honestly so sweet. and honestly i think she's enamorada with me as well now too because i did give her a handful of treats and she's like oh a person uh, that gives me treats
1: how delicious uh, but also she's a big she's a bigger lady and the dog and you're taking care t- of
0: <laughs> teeny tiny fluffy <laughs> nugget
1: Just the, I find that so adorable that they're. It's hilarious
0: to see them (laughs) wrestle. They're just like, like jawing at each other. Los dientes. I'm like, y'all are making out. Oh Oh, damn! All
1: right, so deeply in love.
0: Deeply in love, but then I also had to like finish watching this movie, Mm -hmm. which
1: we will talk about it. it. (laughs) <laughs>
0: that
1: is a good way of describing it. Like I feel productive, but also, como que no. Like I was literally just saying to Eileen before we started to record that I'm still feeling like my post-vacation blues, where I'm just like. I want to be on a beach or at a farm, and I'm just tired and a little blue, yeah. but also I woke up this morning, and you know, I left all of my week horror work to this morning, so I was very like, up and at them and get it done, right? which is productive, but at the same time, I'm just like, bloof, bloof, bloof. and the movie wasn't- I have wasn't... an extra cafe, oh. Oh, so damn. Yeah, I've had two fat cups of coffee. I was saying the movie wasn't that inspiring, I must say. Mm -hmm. But I'm still excited to talk about it with you. Me
0: too. Well, okay, so this week it was my pick. It's uh, called El Demonio de los Andes. And... It's a movie
1: (laughs) You know, when you presented This was one that I just, I guess I missed It is on the list or not?
0: It's on the list, I think
1: Okay, great Well, I must have missed it somehow When you picked it and I saw the title I was like, oh, I'm really excited about this Because, you know, I lived in Bolivia Which, hello, Andes And so the few movies that we've done from Peru Were pretty good Have been great Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we've really enjoyed it uh this <laughs> was a different adventure. This
0: was, this was different. Yeah. So let's get into it. How about you give us a synopsis and we can chat.
1: Okay, great. Here we go, everybody. El demonio de los Andes. In a festive atmosphere in Wamanga, Clara's relatives arrive for her wedding, but instead of the happy event, Clara, not Clara, Clara and a number of guests are murdered, possibly by a demonic monster. Wait incorrect here because i didn't think i don't think she lives in Huamanga she lives in Ayacucho.
0: Don't worry, i got you covered in the trivia when it comes to that that situation. She's
1: always got us covered. Okay, great.
0: I- <laughs> <laughs> bueno, pues, bueno, pues, aquí vamos El demonio de los Andes, written and directed by Palito Ortega Matute. It begins with some title cards that say esta película esta basada en... Mira, brother, yo... I, I feel like I'm, I've am i only picked movies that start with esta basada en cuentos reales. Yeah,
1: you, uh, you've got a good stretch with them so far. And this was a pretty thorough title card sequence where it wasn't one just like based on true events. It was like this and this and this and this and, and this and this. And this. <laughs> Damn. Yeah,
0: so, so, esta película está basada en testimonios reales de personas que tuvieron encuentros con Jarhacha. And I was like, ¿qué puta es Harhacha? Harhacha, Harhacha, vamos a ver. <laughs> and it, then it says, el personaje no es invención de los productores. So, already they're breaking the fourth wall. And it's mm. like, this is not something that the people in this movie made up. Este demonio vive en la sociedad. Está entre nosotros. He is among us. Yes. Or it. It is among us.
1: Makes sense when we discover later what it's all about.
0: So after this, those little tile cards, we see three little girls. They're outside in a field collecting flowers, being like, ay, mira que rico, las, yeah. las flores, que <laughs> lindas. One of the little girls hears yelling, and we see a man chasing a woman through a field, and he grabs her, he like throws her on the ground, and is seemingly, like, forcibly kissing her. Yeah. Seems like against her will. But then it kind of changes and it's, totally. like, not really.
1: Absolutely not. Like, at first, I was like, oh, shit, she's going to see a rape. But then the the man does attack her, pins her to the ground, but the woman starts to reciprocate. Like,
0: yes, correct.
1: She gets all into this. And also, yeah. I was like, is it 1939 right now? Broder. <laughs> Because I was like, it's kind of like, it looked like the Wizard of Oz. It was like kind of yes. sepia toned. Uh-huh, and I was but like, oh, not
0: really. But
1: not really. I, I was like, I don't know what arrow or what the, And the
0: clothing that they gave these little girls to wear, like the little girl that sees this couple kissing wears like a velvet dress that is, yeah. I was like, what year? It was very, very strange. Yes. So that little girl goes back to her like, two other friends, and she says, Los hijos del capataz se están besando y ahora son esposos.
1: Los hijos.
0: Pero, esperate. Porque in the caption, it said, the sons of Uh the foreman are kissing, and they are now a couple. Pero I think this is that Spanish thing where when there's a plural of people... They refer to masculine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, it, if you and I were brother and sister, they'd say, esos son los hijos de David Atkinson. You know what I mean? Yes. But then, okay, so that's one thing. Yes. The second thing is, los hijos se están besando.
1: Yes. <laughs> So what you're telling us is that this is a, these, a brother and a sister.
0: These siblings are, these are smooching siblings. And
1: they're getting hot and heavy. Correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All of a sudden, very quickly, it gets very dark and cloudy and windy. And the girls is like, uy, este, se está haciendo noche. Let's go. We got to go. It's, tur- it's nighttime. So they run home. Fucking
1: Annie M tornado situation. I was like, this Leg- is the Wizard of Oz.
0: Legit. Then we see a woman coming out of a house, and guess what?
1: Hello. It's
0: an Uy all-star, Maya Yokia from El Vientre, who we loved we from El Vientre. We
1: loved her in so that she was great. so good. I'm sorry to say... This is all we get of her.
0: I was bummed out that it wasn't more of her.
1: Me too. And I was like, "Man, give us her later on in this movie. Like, throw some old lady makeup on
0: her. She's so
1: good. Please.
0: She's so good. This is it. Pero no. Entonces, she comes out of this house, and she's yelling for the girl, Samantha. Niña, Samantha. Uh And it's windy, and it's nighttime, and she's, like, clutching herself. And... We see a little girl, not one of the three, a separate little girl. Mm-hmm. She's walking through the dark, and we hear a horrible growl. All of a sudden, snatched. Boom. Just like, taken I jumped. Oh, full. The woman finds the three little girls, and she's like, come on, come on, let's go. And they start running, and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, they're being chased. So we see a switch of point of view, and it's a weird, like, how do I describe this lens?
1: It's like, (laughs) kind of like a fishbowl zoom-in kind of lens thing. I think it was, was it green? green? Yeah. Yeah. And it looks very, you know, it's like... Monster slash alien POV that you might see in a movie.
0: Right. So we see the point of view of this monster chasing. We also see like the feet and they're like mm-hmm. cloven feet. Yeah. Like feet furry legs and hooves and they're running chasing these girls and it's a back and forth of like them running and then the point of view and running and everybody is afraid and finally they reach a house they slam the door behind them and this creature this grunting creature it has a very specific sound like (coughs) almost like pig like boar like if you will Mm -hmm. and when it gets to the door it like slams it fucking but the beast is behind it and he's like clawing at this door and the the woman is like ushers the little girls away but samantha the little i guess this woman's daughter goes up to the window and is like looking to see if she can see and all of a sudden a big hairy claw hand smashes through the window But immediately outside, you can hear, like, townspeople yelling, El demonio, el demonio, aquí está el demonio, está aquí. And this claw gets, like, pulled away from the window. The title card appears, El demonio de los Andes.
1: Effective opening.
0: I agree. You
1: know, interesting storyline. You're telling me a little secret with, like, these Fucking kissing brother and sister over here,
0: kissing cousins. Yeah,
1: and then like this full storm that comes in. These people being chased by things. You give me Mayella? Mayella.
0: Mayella. Mayella. Mayella.
1: You give me her. I was like, I'm yeah. into this. Let's get, let's go.
0: Creature feature, perhaps some yeah. sort of like monster in the mo- in the mountains. Sure, fucking why not? I love
1: a creature feature.
0: So now we see a man, Daniel. Uh,
1: okay. Boy.
0: <laughs> este hombre por toda la película like the full <laughs> fucking movie I was yeah. like bro shut the fuck shut up. the
1: fuck up He's What a
0: dickhole
1: the worst like not <laughs> not a moment of of like oh, okay like I kind of feel for him not never n- ni un segundo it not might be moment.
0: he might be top worst people from all the movies we've watched. I now, feel
1: now we're gonna get more into him, but this is something that I was like, why? Like, yeah. is this supposed to be comedic? Because it's Bro, not working, it dude. Is
0: not working. Do you think I, that it
1: was supposed to be comedic?
0: There were moments where I was like, I think it's supposed. This is supposed to be funny, and it just doesn't land.
1: No, he's awful. It was just. Yeah irritating
0: so this man daniel who we all hate already works at a desk job (laughs) make up your own mind
1: but you'll find out quick what (laughs) the fuck is up
0: and he's already a piece of shit he's like really fed up he's like at this office desk whatever and he grabs a piece of paper and he throws it and he's like ah you renuncio i quit this stupid fucking job and as he's leaving he tells a woman in a separate office and who her name is Claudia I'm over it I'm gonna fucking quit this job, dumb job me vale verga. my dad's a judge he keeps Ugh. saying that his dad's a fucking judge oh don't yeah. you know who I am my dad's a fucking judge and the woman's like okay well you don't do anything well not even quit so get the fuck out of here then and but then she's like she turns around and is like but aren't we gonna like Go out later and like not to be this person, but she's gorgeous.
1: Gorge. This yes.
0: Gorgeous. And yeah. Danielle, I'm sorry. Como pretty que feito. He's pretty <laughs> yeah. average,
1: and he needs and he needs a haircut, and he needs, needs to wash he needs to haircut. wash his hair.
0: Absolutely Not Greasy. to again,
1: not to be those people. <laughs> pero this woman, I don't believe for a moment that she'd be like. Pero Daniel, we were supposed to Aren't go we out. To go esta out? Noche. No, no, sí, no, no. Look at, look at. Are you kidding me? No.
0: And especially after this fucking dick is like, uh. Did you really think that this was a thing? I don't think so. Ooh. Like check <laughs> And then he goes ciao flaca, and I was like, bro,
1: fuck you. And she no calls him, way poco hombre,
0: poco hombre, poco
1: hombre. I love that little saying. I don't really, yeah. I don't think I've ever picked up on that one. Which yeah, dude, you poco fucking hombre. suck.
0: You are un poco fucking hombre.
1: Yeah, get out.
0: So we see a woman this on the streets in a busy like city street. I'm assuming it's Lima, mm-hmm. and this is Alexandra. And she's holding a pile of books and she's like looking around her really anxious, like almost like she's being followed. She gets to her apartment building. She gets in the elevator and she's real sofocada about it and anxious. Mm -hmm. She finally gets into her apartment. She's still like iffy about everything. She hops in the shower and we see a point of view of a door creaking open, like watching her shower Yeah. and then a basket of envelopes and paperwork like falls and she hears it and she peeks out of the shower, but there's no one there. And so after her shower, she's now on a FaceTime call with Samantha. So now Mm -hmm. we're understanding that these are the part of the three girls from the beginning. Yeah. They're adults now and they're talking about a bachelorette party for their cousin Clara, who I'm assuming is the third little girl Mm -hmm. and she's getting married in the town of Ayacucho where Samantha also lives. So, Alexandra está in Lima y Samantha and Clara are in Ayacucho. As they're talking, we get another like point of view of somebody watching Alexandra through a yeah. crack in the door, and Samantha notices that Alexandra seems weird and like afraid, and she's like, "I've been scared these days, but it might be because might be because I watch a película de terror con un, <laughs> con el muchacho con una máscara, and I was like, Halloween." Yeah, but for
1: me, I was like Jason. <laughs> I don't know what are these. <laughs> Maybe
0: so. As she's like being freaked out, bam! A picture frame falls like <laughs> out of nowhere. Also made me jump.
1: Listen, this movie is littered with jump scares. Mostly though, because the music was loud. It was like yeah. really loud. So
0: uh, always a strong sting yes. when something happened. Yeah, randomly we go into a, a barefoot little girl that's running down the street holding a stuffed bear, which I thought is this a flashback? Me too. Because. Alexandra was also holding a stuffed bear, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Is this? Are we connecting?" No. And she and I no, not at all. And she's like, "Mommy, por qué me dejaste? Why'd you leave me?" And she's just walking down the street by herself, and bam, she gets snatched by a horrible growling thing, leaving the stuffed bear behind. And Samantha and Alexandra. They hear the scream of this little girl as they're still on this FaceTime call.
1: Samantha is, she's in the, she is where that happens. So Samantha is in? Ayacucho. Ayacucho. So, yeah. So So the attack uh, happened in Ayacucho. Correcto. Okay.
0: Wow, okay. I I just put that together. But
1: that is right, right? That is correct. Because Samantha is the one that's like, what the fuck? There was a scream. Yeah. So there's shit going down.
0: Alexandra hears it through the FaceTime. Yeah mm-hmm entonces now in bed alexandra is still freaked out and all of a sudden all her lights go out and then this pitch black she's like scrambling for a flashlight and she turns it on and there's like a red devil face right next to her horrible again,
1: scared the shit out of me
0: scared the shit out of me too <laughs> and, uh, and she's like auxilio auxilio which again i'm like why is auxilio the word that we have to yell in spanish <laughs> It's longest. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> auxilio, auxilio, auxilio. Like, it's so discombobulated in the mouth. Weird. Uh, so, turns out this fucking mask, this devil, is fucking Daniel, who's been stalking her, apparently. She's and like, is,
1: she straight up is like, stop following me.
0: Y como entraste en mi apartamento. And he's like, you left the door open. It's like, did she though? Like, bro. No. You're a creep.
1: This is crazy.
0: He's like, it's a joke, it's a joke. And the other thing that's hor- a horrible and annoying about this guy is that every time it's pointed out that he's being a dick, he's like, well, then fuck you. I'm doing this for you. And this is... Uh, uh, f- oh.
1: But for some reason at this point, So she is like, okay, stop following me. And by the way, she says this to Daniel, I'm going to Ayacucho for my cousin, for my cousin, right? Yeah. For my cousin Clara's wedding. Don't follow me. Girl, why did you tell him that?
0: Why did you tell him? And
1: he straight up is like, oh yeah, I know you're going to Ayacucho because he's been in your apartment looking at you in the shower. He's been in there for hours. Yeah.
0: What? is going on here it's it's so unnerving he's a stalker he's fucked yeah absolute stalker. so a few days later we're in ayacucho and samantha is at the computer trying to figure out like wedding stuff for her cousin clara and which she's the malina for which i think means made of of honor honor. yeah see she's all stressed out on this computer trying to figure out her stuff that she's madrina for and in comes Clara and she's all dressed up in some like ropa típica Mm -hmm. and she asks Samantha like EA why aren't you ready we're supposed to go out and Samantha's like you know what I'd rather not I'm really stressed out over this wedding stuff and being the madrina so
1: (laughs) planning your wedding is really stressing me out bitch (laughs) like fuck you
0: (laughs) Are you kidding me? And Clara's like, bro, sorry. mean, she's like, no, 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 no. I'm happy to do it, whatever. But I still am stressed out because you're getting married. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
1: I mean, it would be stressful. Let's be clear.
0: Oh, my God. Absolutely. Yeah. I love all my friends. The Oof. I would only be maid of honor for you. And honestly, I'd be like, I don't want to fucking do it.
1: <laughs> and I would get it. I would get it.
0: So now we see a street in Ayacucho and it's there's a huge parade going on mm-hmm. and lots of people dressed in the same like ropa típica that Clara was wearing all in white with with like a shawl like a colorful shawl on and a fun Peruvian style hat like mm-hmm. if you've seen if you've been to Peru or if you've seen like typical peruvian clothes there's a particular hat that they wear in a certain shape Mm -hmm. i think a handful of hats they love a hat in peru
1: reminded me very much of bolivia not quite the same but like of the same vein
0: in that andean look if you will yeah and i guess it's carnaval yeah is what i think is happening clara's walking up a street and a man holding like a big ass pandereta like like a big tambourine kind of I call that pandereta drum drum tambourine yeah sure and he approaches her he's like no quieres bailar un carnaval conmigo and he's like ew creepy he's gross he's like stopping her and not I almost thought that he knew her the way that he approached her yeah but it's you see her face she's like uh, back up, homie, because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to fucking talk to you. At the same exact time, we see some cops standing not too far, but far enough away where they can't like fully hear. And they're like, oh, look at this lucky guy. Look at this hot lady that he's fucking talking to. So because they're far enough away, they can't hear her saying, like, retírate, get away from me. I don't want to fucking talk to you. And... This man grabs Clara, throws her on the ground, and, like, is about to, like, fucking sexually assault her, and finally she screams, and the fucking cops finally fucking hear her, and they run down the man is on top of Clara, looks up, sees the cops running at him, and he grabs the pandereta and starts beating the shit out of her head, with
1: smashing it. her head.
0: When the he gets up and he runs away. When the cops get to her, she's like unconscious. And at that same exact moment, it's all all at the same time. Alexandra is getting off of a bus in Ayacucho, and who's right behind her? Fucking, Fucking Daniel, bitch ass Daniel. <laughs> And she pulls out her cell phone. She calls Clara's cell phone, which the cop at that moment is like, oh, shit, her phone. So he picks it up and he's like, mira, tu prima just got attacked. Meet her at the fucking hospital. Can you imagine? And she's like,
1: Holy shit. Bro, dude,
0: you're just Horrifying. getting there. Yeah. Awful. So the cop's... Chase after this man who attacked Clara through the carnival parade. And it's like, it's actually a really cool shot where they like fully are going through. It's thousands of people in the street, it looks like. Yeah, and they're running, chasing this dude.
1: Carnival is actually happening. Like that wasn't yeah. staged. That is happening, no, which is really truly. cool to see that.
0: Yeah. But they lo- eventually lose him. We cut to a man, Eduardo, coming into a room all sweaty. Now, I was like, is this the guy who just did the attacking? That's, That's the what dude. we're supposed to That's the same understand, guy. right? Yeah. So he comes in and he's yelling at an at a woman in this room who also is dressed in typical clothes. And this woman is Carmen. He's like, we were supposed to meet at 4 and it's 6 p.m. And Carmen is like, it's better if we meet later because people can't see us. They'll suspect things. Oh. And Eduardo's like, I don't care what people think. I'm going to ask you this. You tell me the truth. Do you love me? And then all of a sudden we get a flashback. And it's a little boy and a little girl. And they're watching a man and a woman fight. And the man is yelling at this woman. He's like, you have to take your kids and get them out of here. They have no future in this town. And there's no future for children here. Take them to the city. and Enro- en- Enroll Eduardo in school. Put Carmen in un convento. And Which I was like, okay, why can't Carmen go to fucking school, you fucking dick?
1: Yeah, you dick. Come on now. <laughs> why does
0: you gotta be a nun, you <laughs> asshole? And he, he's like, take care of them while I take care of this farm mira juana Vasquez, si no te los lleva te juro que te mato so he's threatening Whoa. this woman calm down sir
1: oh my god
0: so the little boy and the little girl they grab hands and the little boy turns to his sister and he says they'll never be separated and he'll never leave her oh boy. and then we flash forward to the future and it's these two siblings eduardo mm-hmm. and carmen fucking in a bed
1: you see his taint um so <laughs> you
0: absolutely see his taint so
1: okay so this man okay eduardo uh-huh carnaval attack attacker clara see runs off goes into this house escapes the cops goes into this house where he finds carmen who is his sister correct screams at her do you love me and now they're fucking.
0: And now they're fucking, and he's like, and she's like, see, sí, yo voy a escuchar mi corazón, and all this stuff uh, is like, guys, oh boy, guys. Oh boy! So now we're at the hospital, and the (laughs) and the three the three primas are reunited, and Clara seems to be okay. She's like, "It's fine, no worries." Yes, thank (laughs) you. And even then, but Daniel is here, and he is being a total shithead about it.
1: Oh my god, he straight up is like, "This is boring. Let's go." And Ale is like, "Imbecile." That's my fucking get the fuck out! And he was like, "Don't. Why are you so pissed? I cannot." This is if this is comedy, it's bad. Unbearable. Like, I can't, it's it burns my ass. Like Absol- I'm so pissed at this fucking guy.
0: <laughs> it burns my ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we get a quick little scene of a security guard slash cop guy walking the streets of the town. ¿Cómo se llama? Ay- Ayacucho. Ay- Ayacucho. I wanna say ayahuasca so bad. Ayacucho. <laughs> we see that like weird green lens. Mm-hmm. And growling and, and all of a sudden this fucking cop gets fucking uh, snatched, attacked. And now we see Samantha, Alexandra, and fucking bitch-ass Danielle. They're walking through the town, and they're getting ready to go to Clara's bachelorette party.
1: They're like, "Hey, girl, wait, why you don't want to come out for your bachelorette? Look, <laughs> I was just attacked. Like somebody smashed my head with a little tam, with a big tambourine.
0: Somebody tried to rape me and smash my head, and then smashed my head with a tambourine.
1: Forgive me for not wanting to go to my fucking bachelorette. Like, can we just maybe chill at home? Yeah, I'd like a glass of wine
0: and maybe to go to bed at 9 p.m., (laughs) please. But anyways, so they're like, let's go. And so they're fine. We'll meet you there. And so as they're walking, they come across the body of this dead security guard, and they just literally step over it and keep moving. They do nothing. Not a dang thing. That's it. Puta, you guys. Some empathy, please. (sighs) And then they turn a corner and they see a man with a giant knife coming out of a house. And Samantha's like, that's Sebastián, Clara's Mm fiancé. So Samantha goes into the house and she's knocking on all the doors asking for Clara. Clara, Clara, ¿dónde está? Suddenly, a huge form rushes past Samantha, pero she doesn't see it. And she finally makes it inside of a room. She opens the door, and there's Clara. She's dead on the bed. And, okay, was she holding her liver?
1: She had, like, her gut. It looked like they put... Raw meat on her stomach, si, like she was really brutally murdered. But it was like
0: un de vaca yeah, that they yeah, put on like, top of somebody her. Somebody
1: go to the meat shop, <laughs> get a bunch of meats, and just throw it on her stomach.
0: Just grab a big liver and throw it on yeah. top of her. So now we're at a police station, and Samantha and Alexandra are basically giving a statement to the policeman. And they're like, "We know where so house is. The fiance." And they go and they arrest him. So it's the next day and Samantha and Alexandra and Daniel, fuck, are in a car. And there's this voiceover that's explaining that there's been lots of murders throughout the city and that they all have the same like MO slash characteristics that bodies have been torn apart horribly in an inhuman sort of way. And then we see that the voiceover is actually a news anchor. He's saying that there's a probability that la sociedad estaría practicando la relación incestuosa. What? And I was like, why the, what the, okay, At at this point, I am so confused with the kissing siblings and then esta parte que this man being like murders all around the town and also incest. And you're like...
1: (laughs) Well, how did you put these two together?
0: Yeah, it's very weird. Wow! And we see a tiny boy, just a fucking Peruvian newsie, being like, "Extra, extra, read all about it!"
1: <laughs> belting, <laughs> belting
0: <Yeah>. for Jesus. <laughs> Un de gente se están matando. <laughs> so then we go back to the police, and Samantha and Alexandra, they are like, "Please let us see Sebastián. We want to hear from him what fucking happened." And the cops like, "All right, you two can go, but this fucking asshole Daniel." stays behind and then daniel just grabs a fucking gun that's right there first of all sir uh, police officer don't leave your guns lying around
1: i literally wrote the same thing (laughs) first of all this cop is an idiot for leaving his gun on the desk but second daniel are you insane that you're gonna take a cop's gun
0: ridiculous what
1: are you doing right now
0: we see the girls talking to sebastian and he's says he's innocent and that when he got home he saw that clara was like laid out on the bed and there was a huge creature on top of her mm. so he ran into the kitchen to get a knife but when he came back the thing was gone and she was dead so now they're back at samantha's house and samantha's in bed she's remembering the moment that that claw broke through the window when she was a kid Mm -hmm. when alexandra bursts into her room and she's like i'm scared and samantha's like just then stay here with me and they sleep in the little bed together which is very sweet and sisterly it seems in the middle of the night samantha wakes up to a vision of clara She's like, I need you to save my soul before the fifth day of my death because the Harhacha has cursed me. Mm -hmm. Samantha jolts awake, and next to her is Clara in the most hideous wedding dress I have ever seen. It is gaudy. Oof. (laughs) (laughs) Qué vestido más horrible. Brother, I was like, listen, I used to work at a bridal shop with my tia and I've seen some pieces of work and this was a piece of work. She was shiny. She, very shiny. <laughs> So she's sitting in her in this hideous wedding dress and she's like, soy yo, soy Clara. No no sabes que soy yo, it's me, it's me. And then her face transforms into a horrible demon face. Then she just very casually gets up and gets out of the room. Just like, bye. "Bye." (laughs) So Samantha gets up and she's like crying and Alexandra's like, it was a dream. It was a dream. It was a dream. It was a dream. So now Samantha, Alexandra and Daniel, they visit a man. And they just call him El Maestro. Mm -hmm. Now, is he like a shaman? Like, no dicen que puta this man is. Like, what is this man?
1: This scene was (laughs) not well done.
0: No, it was bad. Because,
1: first of all, I have a little something called, I believe it's called misophonia, misophonia, Uh where eating noises drive me fucking crazy and this guy is Is eating is chewing
0: coca leaves
1: I I thought it was bread he is eating something chewing something through this entire scene talking while he's doing Mm -hmm. this and basically this 5 to 10 minute scene is Samantha being like Por favor, maestro, por favor, nuestra amiga está muerta. You have to help us find our friend. He's like, no, no lo puedo hacer, no lo puedo hacer. Chomp, fucking smacking his lips. Again, Samantha, por favor, por favor, maestro, por favor, es que está muerta. No, no lo puedo hacer. Oh, it lasted forever. Forever.
0: forever.
1: And then he's finally like...
0: Okay, okay, I'll tell you
1: what to do. Now that you've listened to me fucking eat food for the last 10 minutes, <laughs> I guess I guess you deserve a reward.
0: And even then, it's not even that big of a reward. No. He's like, I can't do anything, but I'll tell you what to do. You have to kill the Harhacha, and you have to see meet these two dudes that will help <laughs> you out, okay? Mm-hmm. So on the way to Lima, there's a town called Patarra, and close to this town, there's a place called supaya wow i nailed that nice
1: (laughs) which means demon valley
0: demon valley (laughs) supaya and there that's where you'll find these two men and they will help you but don't tell anybody that you've fucking come to talk to me or tell anybody what i told them you guys to do don't say a damn thing and they're like don't worry we won't thanks bye So the three of them, Alexandra, Samantha, and bitch-ass Daniel, they get on a bus and they literally get off in the middle of the fucking Andes. Oh
1: my God. In the middle of... You're going to die of thirst out there that looks dry
0: dry and imaginate the fucking altitude i mean i'm sure they they're probably used to it by now but oh puta you gotta really be good with your lungs if you're up there
1: i must say it's very cool to see all of this in this movie it's lovely to see all these like this beautiful beautiful scenery
0: genuinely the film does (laughs) lack a lot Mm -hmm. but it is really nice to see these like beautiful old towns and the like cerros of the andes and everything it is you're you're right it's very gorgeous and these are
1: mostly i mean i don't know about the three leads but like most of these people the townspeople are people who live there
0: indigenous like
1: peeps which pretty cool
0: So then we get a montage of them climbing through the Andes with the most rockin' rock and español song. Dude. Just like, Oh my God, I was cackling.
1: But also, like, we grew up with that shit. Like, I heard that shit on the radio.
0: All the time. (laughs) So they are going, beeping and bopping through the Andes. Finally, they arrive at this town and they're, like, asking around for these two maestros uh-huh. to kill the jarhacha, but no one fucking knows. Or everybody's real, like, shady about it. They're like, no, no. Uh, uh, yeah. And they close their windows, like, no, I'm not yeah. trying to talk to you. And then they're just, like, walking around, and they run into, like, a tiny little party yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah. And this very sweet, lovely lady called Rosa, she comes over, and she's like, gives them a... Just like a cup of booze, I think. Fucking
1: chichita. She's like, some chichita, por favor. We're celebrating some... <laughs> my uncle's birthday.
0: Uh, it's my uncle's birthday, like you said. And this uncle <laughs> is the governor of this tiny pueblo. Samantha explains to Rosa that they're trying to find these two men. But every time they bring it up, everyone in town seems to get really afraid. And Rosa's like, don't worry. I go to the university, so I know, I know better. These people kooky. are just like... Wary of strangers, and you know, don't worry, ask me what you need to know. And they're like, Great, we need to find these two maestros that will kill harhachas. And Rosa's like,
1: mm.
0: Okay, these two people you guys are talking about, these two men, technically, they don't exist. They're two souls that came to the town escaping from the harhacha, but some people think that they're also demons, but that they're asleep. And the town doesn't really want to talk about it because if they wake, they're afraid that the curse will fall upon the town. Mm -hmm. But no one has ever seen these two dudes, so they're a fucking myth. They're gossip. And Rosa basically is like, you know what? Y'all better leave because if the town finds out that you guys are looking for these two dudes, they're going to organize themselves and they're going to fucking kill the three of you. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa.
1: And then fucking Daniela's like, Actually, I'll fucking kill you because my dad is a judge.
0: Yeah. I'm just like.
1: He is simply the worst. You're simply the worst.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Worser than all the worst. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. So with the threat of death upon them, they're like, all right, let's go like find an abandoned hut. They find like abandoned house. We cut to this little young girl and she's doing homework and she hears a horrible woman scream. She walks over to like a tiny hole in her wall and she peeks through it and she sees this creature just fucking chowing down on her mom.
1: Yeah. Like just
0: chomping her up. So she looks away and when she looks back again into the little hole, the creature and her mother are gone and you know it's going to happen. I knew it was coming. And bam, a huge claw slams on the hole in the wall. I fucking jumped. And then the creature just opens the fucking door. And this is the first time that we pretty much see the monster. Mm-hmm. And he's just like a werewolf. Yeah. Like fuzzy all over, long face, kind of like hunched and yeah. uh, like coming, t- attacking this poor little girl. And the
1: harhacha loves to eat kids.
0: He's munching on all these kids. Jeez. So we're back to the three nerds in the hut. And they they hear a bunch of growling and like a bunch of different kinds of screams. It's not just mm-hmm. one person screaming. It's like hella heads are screaming, growling, screaming. Like there's just murdering going on. This everywhere is a Hakacha
1: murder spree.
0: Yeah. He is he is berserking this guy. Yeah. And in their little hut, Daniel is just being a big ass bitch. And they're like, (laughs) bro, shut up. And all of a sudden, the townspeople burst into this little hut and they drag out the three of them. And they're accusing them of, like, murdering the people in the pueblo. Mm -hmm. And they're like, fueron ustedes matando a todo el mundo, la comunidad, blah, blah, blah. And the three get tied up in the town square and like a fucking poll. I was like, yeah. what year is this? These guys is damn- like 19-fucking-02. Like public
1: execution <laughs> polls out here. God damn. Exactly.
0: Very weird. And Samantha and Alexandra are trying to explain like, no, this is a misunderstanding. For
1: an hour again. They're... She's like, no, to no explain. entienden,
0: no, no. Oh. And the fucking Demetrio, the governor, Demetrio. El, mm-hmm. el fucking tío the de uncle. La Rosa, yeah. He's like, no, fuck you, no, no, this is not, no. And Samantha's like, por favor, no entende, no, fu- no, See, sí, no. Ugh. Uh. And Samantha turns around and she's like, I know that you know something about jarjachas. And Demetrio is like the this governor the old guy, he unties her and he takes her to like a little room slash jail place. And he's like, who the fuck sent you? And Samantha's like, I'm not going to tell you because she's. Keeping her word to the other maestro. But back in the town square, Alexandra and Daniel are trying to convince the campesinos that are guarding them to untie them. Like, literally, one of them is fucking disgusting and grabs her boob and, is like, fully feels her and up. is like, If you let me, if you fuck me, I'll untie you. And Daniel is like, Do it, dude.
1: Oh. Do it
0: so we can not be fucking tied here. Shut First up, you all, fucking dill.
1: You suck. <laughs> like, how dare you tell her that? But also, are you such a fucking idiot that you think, like, even if she did do that, you fucking asshole, that they would let you go? No. No. God, I cannot stand this person. He's An so bad. An
0: absolute monster. And while this is happening, one by one, all the campesinos are getting picked up by the fucking harracha. Yep. We get a full montage of just, like, a bunch of murders. Everybody's dying. One campesino is like walking around with his, como se llaman esos fire sticks? Like a torch? (laughs) A torch. (laughs) I wrote fire stick because I (laughs) didn't know. So Uh, one of these campesinos is walking around with his torch and he sees another torch on the ground. But when it pans out, just a hand holding it, like a fully unattached hand holding a torch. It did look cool. Yeah. And then he sees a decapitated head, and then he trips over a fucking body, and he lands, and he looks over, and it's a disgusting, like, again, looks like a demon face. Yeah, why does
1: he look like that?
0: I didn't get it either. It's, I wasn't sure if it was like, oh, did he rip off his face, or is he a demon? I didn't I didn't know.
1: I have no idea. It looks like a Halloween mask.
0: Yeah, Like for a sure.
1: demonic Halloween
0: mask. So f- out of the darkness, back at the town square, Rosa comes by, and she's like, okay, I can't untie you guys, but I'm going to put these flowers at your feet these fucking, um... Flor de retama is what she puts at their feet. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, I'm going to leave these. These will protect you. I I can't untie you. I'm going to talk to my uncle and hopefully he'll see like the light and whatever. And Daniel is just like, So, una mierda. Andate la mierda, hijo de la gran puta. Just like being a fucking asshole again. But somehow he manages to untie himself and he runs to the little hut that they had been hiding at and he picks up his gun that he stole from the cop two days ago Can
1: we just add mm-hmm. that he unties himself, but does not untie Alejandra, who is literally next to him being like, dude, untie me. And he's like, no, let the harhacha kill you. Yeah. What is wrong with this man?
0: An absolute monster. He's the harhacha. He's the fucking uh, kill, this, this, this is the, this is that the villain. Guy.
1: He's the fucking villain.
0: Absolutely. So it's the next day, and the campesinos of the pueblo have been looking for Daniel all night. And here comes Rosa to the town square, and she's like, here's some food, Orlando, who is the guy that's watching over Alexandra, to like distract him. And she's like, oh, my God, do you love this food? Oh, my God, look at your gun. Show me how to hold a gun. Do you this want to show me here. how to hold a gun? Flirt, flirt, flirt. <laughs> so he does. He shows her how to hold a gun, and she takes the gun and fucking butts him with her head what is it smashes, smashes in the, the head butt. with the butt yeah yeah then from the corner we see that samantha is has been freed also by sweet rosa
1: nice job rosa and they
0: untie alejan alexandra and they run back to that little hut in the hut rosa is like okay let's go find your maestros and samantha and Alexandra are like okay why didn't you help us before dude what's the fucking deal why now and she's like listen I'm also here looking for them. I'm studying anthropology at the university and I'm doing my thesis on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love what she says here. She's like, I didn't tell you because of celos de profesión. Celos de profesión. I love this. I was like, you know what? I kind of respect you that you're just being like, no, no. Bitch, like leave town. I'm here. This is my fucking thesis. And then she's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was, you know, celos de profesión. I,
0: I thought you were also anthropologists <laughs> in training and that you wanted to do a thesis on these dudes and also on incest. Right. Because she says on incest.
1: <laughs> and incest. Yeah.
0: She's like, celos de profesión, whatever. And they're like, cool. Well, then let's go. So off they go. And again, another fucking little montage of them like climbing through the Andes, really beautiful a little river. They drink mm-hmm. water from it's nice and finally they find them the maestros and they're dancing on a faraway little cerro and they're like wearing indigenous clothing and Rosa says that what they're doing is there is una ma- manifestación de vida mm. that they've given their souls to the gods ya los cerros. And as they are watching them dance, the sun goes down and they disappear. But then somehow Rosa's like, I know where they live.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: And then they just go to their knock, these knock, guys knock. apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nighttime and they go to these guys' house and they're like, hello, please. And another f- five to 10 minute scene of mm-hmm. them begging for help. Samantha's like, it's harhachas that we need help with. And one of these maestros is like, okay. They gain power at midnight. It's rejected by everyone. Nobody wants it. Not even hell itself. It's rebellious. It's a renegade. It's a social reject. That's why all he does is kill. Mm. And then he says, there's never been harhachas in the town, but that these harhachas have followed Alexandra and Samantha and all that. Mm -hmm. Rosa's like, okay, I got to go back to the town and talk to my uncle And they're like, are you sure it's the middle of the fucking night? And she's like, don't worry about me. I fucking got this. And the maesters are like, okay, cool. We're going to prepare everything and we'll meet you at the town square at midnight. The maestros like disappear and reappear like because they're, you know, magical spooky, ghosty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they come back holding llama rope, which is the only rope that can hold a harhacha, and la flor de retama, which the harhacha doesn't like the smell of. It drives him crazy. It's midnight at the town square. Daniel is tied up again because they fucking finally got him in the middle of the fucking cerro. Not only that, but they got Rosa, too. And they Dude, tied her Rosa. up. I know. How dare you? Damn it. Demetrio, her fucking tío, is like, I don't believe I don't believe her. She's a traitor to the town. Wow. Harhachas don't exist. Fuck you. At that moment is when the maestros and Alexandra and Samantha appear and they're like, hey, Harhachas do exist, Demetrio, no seas terco, which I love that line. And all of a sudden, they hear growling all around them. And Samantha's like, he's here. Oh, God. Uh-oh. <laughs> so Demetrio is like, fuck these motherfuckers. I'm going to go get a crucifix from my house. As he goes into his home, he walks in, and the fucking Harhacha is eating his wife. And
1: he's like, "He killed my she, he killed my wife. Shit!
0: He literally like just turns back around like, and exits no, the door. That. He's like, "I oh, he, he killed my fucking wife." <laughs> Entonces, uh, and now obviously he fucking believes. Mm-hmm. So the entire group is back together and they're on the hunt, led by the maestros. Daniel is a de la gran puta fucking dillweed, and it's like. Just let the maestros take care of it, Alexandra, yo me voy. I'm yeah, bye, me voy. I'm go. Okay, bitch, th- bye. Th- bye. So, the maestros make a call to the haracha, hijo del demonio, hijo del mal. We command you, sinner. We command you. And behind him, a fucking claw appears with a loud sting. I jumped. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> it's, it's so dumb, but I totally jumped.
1: Loud noises.
0: So we see a little boy and he's yelling for his dad in the middle of fucking nowhere, and we and then we see this point of view again—the green lens of the harhacha, and he's ready to get him, but Daniel pops up out of nowhere and he's like, "What are you doing, you fucking kid? Go back inside. Your dad will come back later. Fuck, go what the fuck."
1: This was the one moment where the I was like, moment. "Where I was like, oh, that was nice of him." However. Daniel puts the boy in the in the house and literally the harhacha <laughs> shows up in it's the in house there. and eats the boy. So no points for you, Daniel.
0: No, you literally f- like fed, fed the him. child
1: to the harhacha. <laughs> to the
0: har-hacha. <laughs> now because Daniel was so close to the little boy getting eaten by the Harhacha. Daniel is getting chased by the Harhacha. He has his shitty little gun, which is, you know, a cop gun, but it's still a fucking piece of shit little nugget. Mm-hmm. And he's like swinging it around. He shoots at it and he thinks that he got it. That he got it. He's mm-hmm. like, te mate, te mate. From behind him, a woman runs out of the house and she's just wearing a sheet. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she's like please help me come with me, please help me. I'm all alone, please. And Daniel is like, "Bueno, pues yo me voy." And he goes with her. But then they're like getting sexy? What the fuck? <laughs> but literally
1: like from a moment to the next, they're in the in her uh, her house and they're getting down, but it's so weirdly shot because yeah. it's like you see her face like oh face like Mleh. and you see her hand like Sensually, like scratching his back, but the same shot over and over until that fucking. Because...
0: because the whole point is they want you to be like, oh, look, Ooh. a sensual hand, a sensual hand. Oh, wait, the next hand is a fucking claw because that fucking bitch is a harhatcha. She
1: sure is.
0: So she scratches his fucking back as a harhatcha. Meanwhile. <laughs>
1: Oh man, <laughs> with the
0: maestros they have trapped another harhacha. So yeah. it turns out we have two harhachas mm-hmm. this whole time. They do a circle with the flor de retama and has cometido el incesto. Por eso vas a estar condenado a la muerte. You've committed incest, so you're condemned to death and they tie him with the llama rope and they whip him with
1: the, the, the road ro- i think so yeah
0: daniel now has having seen that this lady is a, ha- a harhacha is running through a field getting chased by her and she shoots out of the side and just fully Cuts off his fucking leg.
1: Yeah, she sure does.
0: Which I honestly was like, good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's very CGI, but I was like, cool, let's fucking finish this dick off.
0: Bye. So the maestros have subdued this other harhacha, but from behind, the lady harhacha comes in and... Attacks one of the maestros and he falls to the ground and he turns w- around with his crucifix and he's like chanting at her and he's like, uh, so hijo del demonio, whatever. And all the while, Alexandra, Samantha, and Tio Demetrio are sitting in a fucking cornfield just, like, watching this happen.
1: Throughout this full sequence of deaths (laughs) everywhere, you get shots of Sam, Sam, Samantha, Ale, and Demetrio just, like, surrounded by flowers being like, oh, no.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because they're they're all holding flores de retama. Yeah,
1: and just, like, not saying anything, just being like, I hope everybody's doing okay out there. be
0: safe <laughs> fuck oh my god they're listening to all this and finally they see that the maestros are dragging something so it's the next day we're in the town square again and turns out the Harhacha is tied up with a bunch of flores de retama all over him and it's fucking eduardo the sister fucking dude the and guy who tra- attacked Clara. Yes, and he's trying to convince his like little guards to like untie him before the sun comes up. So here comes Tio Demetrio, the governor, and he's like, Hey, you fucking bitch, let me see your fucking face. I want to see your face, but Eduardo has his face turned. Mm-hmm. And from the corner, we see that here comes Rosa with, I called him Rasputin the priest.
1: The f- this irritating priest. This This, man.
0: This man who looks like Rasputin, just long hair, long beard, flaco. And she shows up with him. Down the other hill, here comes the maestros with the other harhacha tied up. And and she is naked. She is fully en pelotas, just (laughs) like, hi, I'm a naked lady. But she, you know, turned human now, not a harhacha anymore. Her face is all her hair is all over her face. And Demetrio also is like, let me see your fucking face. And then he lifts the hair and her head and we get a flashback, which was very confusing. But we'll see. Let's let's see, let's see if we can do this. Let's talk about it. I'm assuming it's Eduardo and Carmen again Mm -hmm. as little kids. Mm -hmm. And they see Demetrio fucking a lady. And Eduardo, the little boy, says, Esa es mi tía Rosana, mm-hmm. hermana de mi mama. Yes. So he is fucking this other lady.
1: He, so Demetrio is having sex with his wife's sister. Sister. So the aunt, the tía of his children. But what I don't understand is like, are you trying to... Okay, so in this flashback of Eduardo and Carmen seeing, uh-huh. seeing fucking Demetrio... Getting it on with La Tia Rosanna, or whatever. Are you telling us that them seeing that traumatized them so much that it caused them to be incestuous?
0: I don't think that's what it is. I think that's when we're supposed to realize that that's their dad.
1: I mean, I realized that when you when in the scene where he was screaming at the wife, I was like, "That's the fucking same guy."
0: I didn't realize that at all.
1: Oh, I totally. Well, I also, you know how I like to do this. Yo where no I, been, like, I was like, that's the fucking same dude. So I,
0: the hat, the hat fully. I was like, that's a different person.
1: He's got a really <laughs> like memorable face. This Tio Demetrio. So yeah. I was like, oh, it's the same. Like when I saw him show up even back at the party, the Chichita party, I was like, oh, that's the dude from the flashback.
0: Wow. See, I'm really glad I didn't because this was a reveal for me. I was like, holy shit, that's their dude dad but
1: I'm still confused are, like why are these two brother and sister fucking
0: that's the thing with this flashback where I was like does him fucking the Thea that doesn't mean incest does it
1: N- no I don't think so it no
0: was, I don't it shouldn't I mean
1: it's cheating but it's not Incest? I don't think.
0: I really didn't get it at all. Me
1: either. I it just like to me it was like I don't know maybe the kids see it and they're like, oh we will never break the bonds of marriage so let's create our relationship here. The two of us will never leave each other. I don't understand.
0: Pero yo tampoco. I was like, okay, cool. But f- to me it was the reveal. Like, oh, that's their dad. So oh, okay. I was like, holy shit, that's their dad. <laughs> So, back to present day, and Carmen and Eduardo are both like, Papa, Papa, perdoname, Papa, Papa. And he's like, holy shit, my fucking kids. And all of a sudden, the Rasputin priest is just yelling.
1: Yes, so (laughs) annoyingly.
0: forgives the sins of, but not incest. The only way to purify your souls is to burn these motherfuckers alive. And I was like, you guys, they're not witches. Like, what's going on here? And all of a sudden, the townspeople are just putting on hay on top of these two fucking dudes and start setting them on fire. Yep. And Alexandra and Samantha swiftly turn around and walk away.
1: (laughs) Bye. We didn't see anything.
0: (laughs) Nope. And then from the distance, we see the maestros and they disappear into the cerros. Alexandra and Samantha, they identify Daniel's body, who they, like, have found... In the fucking, I don't know, fields of whatever. And they start their trip back to Lima. And they're riding in a truck. Daniel's coffin is in the back. And we hear Samantha do a voiceover where she's like, all these deaths may seem silly to you, but they're real. The jarhacha existe and the evil is all around in our society. El temor está latente porque el incesto está presente. I was wow. like, this is a bummer, y'all.
1: Wow. Like, what, what are you trying to tell us right now?
0: She's saying you should live in fear because incest is all all around us. She literally she literally says, aquí, allá, wherever life exists, incest is there.
1: So the jarahacha is everywhere. everywhere. Weird moral to this story.
0: Very strange. And then we see like written and directed by Palito Ortega Matute. And you're like, oh, it's over. But then we cut back to the office from the very beginning. And we see Claudia, the girl that Daniel... <laughs> rejected <laughs> and she's sitting there like working through the night and then a strong gust of air like blows all her paperwork and then her phone rings and it's daniel and mm-hmm. it rings several times and then every time she answers she's like daniel que estas haciendo estas bromeando blah 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 and he's like claudia ayúdame and then in the final call he's like claudia el Harhacha me ha condenado and then it hangs up And she's like, weird, but whatever, and then just drives home. She goes up the elevator in this creepy, dark hallway and walks down to her place. And then, bam, on the wall, there's the claw. Blackout.
1: Still scared me, that little bam on the Uh, wall.
0: Yeah. And then we get a final text. Where it says, El rodaje de esta película estuvo rodeada de misterios paranormales. So, like, there was a bunch of paranormal shit going on while we shot this movie. Okay. And they're like, the constant change of weather. (laughs) Which I was like, guys,
1: that's... (laughs) Maybe.
0: That's... Just called climate change, okay? <laughs> then gritos desesperados de personas ajenas a la producción. So screens Ooh. from people not in the production, animal noises, and indescribable beings were evidence that they were not alone in their location. And that from the beginning, the community of these pueblos that they were shooting at, the residents, they refused to give up their help and their support. And on the contrary, they were like rushing them to leave their town. Dicen en esa comunidad que no existen jarjachas. End of film. And then... uh Please,
1: no, please, go, go.
0: Well, then we have the credits and we get like some real person in real person interviews with, oh my a, god. with i
1: stopped i did not see this part because i was like you, i'm done
0: you didn't see <laughs> no girl please okay. tell me <laughs> so get ready
1: oh my god so
0: it's three different ladies that they interview <sighs> i feel so One, bad at
1: my job <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> no no i'm excited to tell you even more now <sighs> So these three different ladies, one of them is like sitting in a living room. The other one is sitting like it seems outside by like a pot, a cooking pot. And then okay. another one that's sitting in front of like a, a wall. And they're all talking about, you know, this is this are the things that we hear and see. And the woman in the couch is like, my uncle once heard a bunch of noises and it always happens at night. And, you know, they explain that the sound that it makes is har 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 har.
1: Well, in the movie, when it chases them, it's like, har, 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 har. That's what it but sounds they, like.
0: But they were like, har har. They... <laughs> har, har,
1: har. Har, har,
0: har. Honestly, I was like, this sounds like they were just hearing a hyena. Like, it was like, har, 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 like high kind of
1: an I wonder, like, what kind of animal could make that noise out there?
0: Well, so uh-huh. then... They each like say like, oh, a medianoche, you'd hear it and you could hear it in El Corral and like by the animals or whatever. And then the woman on the couch is like one of the nights my uncle or my dad or whoever was she was talking about. Heard the sound. He ran inside, got his camera, and took a picture. I'll show it to you. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: And she pulls out the picture, and she shows it to the camera. And when I tell you, there's, like, a pole uh-huh. and, like, a hand holding onto the pole and then a, a face behind. And the hand fully has acrylics on. Oh, and no. The, f- the face is una máscara. And she is, like... And I was like, guys, I don't know if this was supposed to be like she's an actress and blah, blah, blah. I'm or sure. if like, Or <laughs> if she's like that much of a sweet little lady that doesn't uh-huh. know that that's fake.
1: Sure. I hope that she's just an actress and just being like, look at this.
0: I kind of hope she does believe that this picture is real, <laughs> though. <laughs> <laughs> and then now we finally get to the end of the
1: movie. wow I am I cannot believe that I was just like cool credits bye
0: <laughs> I mean let's be clear
1: that little scene with Claudia at the end was completely we didn't need that scene
0: we absolutely whatsoever
1: did oh also just to think about like the last you know the, the the cards at the end being like the townspeople really didn't want us here then don't fucking film there
0: yeah don't do it Get
1: out. Be respectful and don't don't fucking do it. Anyway, great job. Thank you. Let's get into some trivia. Go for it. Okay. First of all, this movie is part of a trilogy.
0: No way.
1: So the first one is 2002's Incesto en los Andes, La Maldición de los Jarjachas. 2003's La Maldición de los Jarajachas 2, and 2014's El Demonio de los Andes, which we just talked about.
0: Shut up, dude.
1: <laughs> All no directed way. by Matute. Wow. So let's talk a little bit about Freddy Palito Ortega Matute, bo- born in Ayacucho on July 17th in 1967. He was a movie director, a screenwriter, and a producer from Peru. And he is considered like a founder of of regional cinema in peru he's very very well known also he was one of the first directors in peru to talk about homosexuality in film which i was like oh so i looked that up and the movie that he directed was called el pecado of course in 2007 so i watched the trailer you know i didn't watch (sighs) the full film so i can't really like judge or talk that much about it like, right. I think his heart was in the right place in terms of what he was trying to get a- across in this movie. Uh-huh. The trailer shows a young boy who's like effeminate, he plays with dolls instead of balls and <laughs> I did not plan that, I swear. Um he's being mistreated Pretty by sure his Pretty sure
0: he plays with balls.
1: <laughs> well, yes, at a later time in life probably. So he's being mistreated by his family, like fully beaten by his family. He moves Jeez. to Lima as a teen. And then changes her name to Yahaira because she is trans.
0: Oh, okay.
1: The rest of the trailer showed a lot of violence. So it seems very like tough to watch, probably. Right. You know what I mean? So but I again I think his heart was in the right place. So aside from that, he's well known for horror movies in Peru. And his movies focus on myths, but principally with the relationship about the political violence that he lived through throughout the 80s and 90s because of the Sendero Luminoso. So let's just talk about this real quick. The Sendero Luminoso is the Communist Party of Peru shining path, Sendero Luminoso. Mm -hmm. It's a terrorist organization in Peru following Marxism, Leninism, Maoism, and Gonzalo thought. The Peruvian guerrillas were, were peculiar in that they had a high proportion of women. 50% of the combatants and 40% of the commanders were women.
0: Wow! is
1: interesting? That's kind of cool. The Shining Path was founded in 1969 by Abimael Guzman, a former university philosophy professor. Guzman was heavily influenced by a trip to China and admired the teachings of Mao Zedong. The Shining Path first established a foothold at San Cristobal of Huamanga University in Ayacucho, where Guzmán taught philosophy. By 1980, Shining Path had about 500 members. And when Peru's military government allowed elections for the first time in 12 years in 1980, the Shining Path was one of the few leftist political groups that declined to take part. So this was its first kind of like trouble or rebellion right so throughout the 80s it grew both in terms of the territory it controlled and in the number of militants in its organization particularly in the andean highlands it gained support from local peasants by filling the political void left by the central government and providing what they called popular justice public trials that disregard any legal and human rights that deliver swift and brutal sentences, including public executions.
0: Whoa. Which I was
1: like, oh, in the town, those polls. Yeah. and you know, like the priests
0: yelling, the priests yelling, alive. Like,
1: bur- like, there's no trial here. You're
0: just no. killing people. Fuck it. So
1: that shit happened. Wow. This caused the peasantry of some Peruvian villages to express some sympathy for the shining path, especially in the impoverished and neglected regions of Ayacucho, Apurímac, and Huancadelica. At times, the civilian population of small d- neglected towns participated in popular trials, especially when the victims of the trials were widely disliked. Ooh. Yikes. On the 29th of December in 1981, the government of Peru declared an emergency zone in the three Andean regions of, of Ayacucho, Huancavelica, and Apurímac, and granted the military the power to arbitrarily detain any suspicious person. The military abused this power, arresting scores of innocent people, at times subjecting them to torture during interrogation, as well as rape. Ooh. In some areas, the military trained peasants and organized them into anti-rebel militias called rondas. And the rondas would attack the Shining Path guerrillas. So to me, this what this sounds like is a lot of, like, indigenous people of Peru, on one hand, being like, attacked and taken over by the sendero luminoso but on the other hand getting used by the government and just like being caught in the fucking middle of it you know what I'm saying right right many peasants were unhappy with the shining paths rule for a variety of reasons such as its disrespect for indigenous culture and institutions However, they had also made agreements and alliances with some indigenous tribes. When President Alberto Fujimori took office in 1990, he responded to Shining Path with repressive force. And I remember when I lived in Bolivia hearing a lot about Sendero Luminoso and Fujimori and just but I was young and I was like, What? Well, I don't fucking know. Right. So military units engaged in many human rights violations which caused the Shining Path to appear in the eyes of many as the lesser of two evils. They used excessive force tortured individuals accused of being sympathizers and killed many innocent civilians. Government forces destroyed villages and killed campesinos suspected of supporting the Shining Path. Long story short, the leader Abimael Guzman was captured in the 90s, but splinter groups still exist to this day of Sendero Luminoso. However, I believe that the current leaders have kind of changed their ways regarding the treatment of indigenous people. Wow. So the I wanted to kind of tie this in with uh, Palito. And so I found this full book that you can find online called Art from a Fractured Past, Memory and Truth-Telling in Post-Shining Path Peru which was edited by Cynthia E. Milton, but it was written by various people, including this person called Ponciano del Pino, whose chapter is called Ayacuchano Cinema and the Filming of Violence, an interview with Palito Ortega Matute. Wow. Ortega, it's long, his chapters. So the part that I got, uh, he says this. I'm a witness and moreover, a victim of both sides. Shining Path and the military have each caused me significant harm. If you want me to tell you the details, Shining Path sent me a letter threatening me with death because I, will, I was a leader in a certain political party that operated in Ayacucho. Whoa. So the Sendero Luminoso sent me a letter in which they also included some other names of certain leaders of that particular party. By my good fortune, I was still young. This alarmed my parents, and the next day they sent me Lima. I didn't want to disconnect myself from that cause here in Ayacucho, but my family's pressure was more powerful, and so I went. They took me to Lima. And the next day, we learned from the news that they had killed this person, that person, people who were on the list that Shining Path had drawn up that I was also on. Whoa. Well, I returned for a visit after a year or two. It was at that point that Shining Path planted dynamite in my house. (gasps) I am also a victim of the armed forces. They got into my house on two occasions. The first time, they took everything. And the second time, they raided the house and took my father away. They disappeared him. But God is great, and this disappearance lasted only one night.
0: Holy fuck.
1: Right? The third thing that happened to me was at the hands of the military. They took me to the Casa Rosada. Now, he has a movie called, movie
0: called Casa, Rosada. Casa
1: Rosada, which I, I have not seen it, but I believe it is about this experience.
0: Wow. He
1: says, There I was, tortured, beaten, like everyone who entered the Casa Rosada. I was absolutely innocent. But as all people from Ayacucho were suspected of being shining path or terrorists, to them I was also suspect. Even if one has not lived through these difficult experiences, the simple fact of being from Ayacucho gives one the ability to tell stories in a different way. Real, you see, because it's been lived. We are the only ones who know what really happened in Ayacucho what degree of responsibility lies with shining path and what degree of responsibility lives with the military. But furthermore, having lived this experience so closely myself, I think it gives me the power to tell these stories as they were. It is my duty. But then Del Pino, this interviewer, Says, in the second stage of your career, incest in the Andes and the curse of the Harhachas deal with subject matter that turns away from the theme of conflict. And so I was hoping that he'd kind of talk about, like, why all these movies about incest, but unfortunately we don't get much of that. He says, Ortega responds, completely, though they nevertheless occasionally invoke the history and atmosphere of terrorism. In The Curse of the Harhachas 2, two guys appear in a community. And from the point of their arrival, people start dying. So basically, Harhachas 2 is the same as the movie we just saw. El demonio oh. de los and it sounds exactly the same. Right. What happens is the Harhacha has followed these two guys. Then the inhabitants assume these two are causing the deaths that they're terrorists. And so the people say they are terrorists and they are killing people. Thus, in every way, we connect to the atmosphere of the years of violence. So basically what I'm trying to say here is that like this movie was not great in my eyes. Agreed. However, hearing what Ortega had to say about this, Ortega Matute, I'm like, okay, I see how you were trying to like throw in little things Connect here. Like, it all. Like the uncle at one point is like, are, what political party are you from? Like, yeah. And it, it shows like why this town is so kind of like very, very unwelcoming to outsiders because they've gone through so Much shit. Right. However, the incest thing of this jarjacha, I'm just like completely perdido. My last little thing is that, unfortunately, Palito died of pancreatic (gasps) cancer in Lima on February 8th, 2018. So r.i.p yeah it wasn't that long ago r.i.p he was very young he was very young when he died
0: pancreatic cancer is a fucking piece of work yeah that's patrick swayze dude too
1: fuck yeah so uh, rest in peace my guy
0: yeah you made some films and you represented peru good job
1: you did you represented your town and you've like featured your people that's pretty incredible so that's my trivia
0: cool <laughs> well i'm going to talk a little bit about the actual folklore of the harhacha just because we i gotta. think because it wasn't spelled out for us let me just spell it out a little bit <laughs> so i found this article at pinebaroninstitute.com written by adam benedict called folklore profile the harhacha Passed down from generation to generation within the South American country of Peru, the legendary Harhacha is a creature that is as feared and as famous as the ferocious werewolf of European and North American legend. Widely considered to be more of a curse than a creature, mm. oh. it is most often thought of as a form of punishment for Christians in Peru that engage in one of the worst acts of all, <gasps> the sin of incest. Oh boy! After the depraved individual committed the, un- the unforgivable sin, superstitious Peruvians believed that, quote-unquote, God would transform the sinner into the demonic and gruesome monster, known as the Harhacha. Okay. The cursed individual was said to transform into its new monstrous form after the sun went down and it was said to look like a mix between a llama or a, an alpaca and a human being, mm. most often showcasing a distorted version of its true human face upon a sickly and deformed llama's body. Ugh. Some legends tell of a creature retaining its human hands and feet while others Others describe fleshy looking hooves that caused unbearable pain with every step, (gasps) which is what we saw. Yeah. Wow. After being transformed, the new monster would be doomed to walk the earth under the cover of darkness with an inability to sleep and an insatiable gnawing hunger. (sighs) <sighs> While on the prowl beneath a darkened night sky, the harhacha would be on constant lookout for unfortunate victims to savagely murder and ultimately consume their brains. Whoa,
1: like a, f- wow.
0: Yeah, like a fucking zombie.
1: Like Return of the Dead Zombie. Return of the Dead? No, Return of the Living <laughs> Dead Zombies.
0: Yeah. Brains. Brains. <laughs> At the time when the harhacha was thought of as a real creature and not as a folktale, Peruvians believed That the soul of a human being resided in the brain. Because of this belief, it was thought that if the Harhacha consumed the brain of its victim, it would also consume the soul. And (sighs) And if it consumed the soul, it would absorb the soul's power and could potentially be set free of the curse. A pure and clean soul was thought to wash away the sins covering a dirty soul.
1: Whoa.
0: Another legend spoke of how ingesting the victim's soul would make it impossible for anyone to kill the Harhacha. Because of this, the only way to defend yourself against the monster was to carry a mirror. If the creature saw its own reflection, it would become disgusted by its appearance and so ashamed of what it had become that it would turn and flee back into the darkness. Wow. This would allow the lucky individual to run to safety. If the Harhacha was encountered prior to consuming a clean soul, it could potentially be killed by any common blade or metal object that could be used as a weapon. But that is only if it ended up hypnotizing its would-be killer first with its piercing demonic eyes forcing them to sacrifice themselves to it in order to feed.
1: Whoa. So,
0: so, so you got to be like, all right, I'm ready to be eaten, but also I'll kill you.
1: Holy shit.
0: Stories of the Harhacha were not all just about death and curses, though. Others spoke of how to capture and basically control the monster for personal gain. It was said that the best way to capture a Harhacha was to somehow force it to flee from its own reflection and into a small, lockable dwelling or room the four walls of the trap each needed to have their own mirror attached to the center in order to keep the harhacha in a constant state Jesus. of disgust and panic Wow. <laughs> it was commonly believed that after being captured and if held until morning the beast would return to its human form as soon as its skin came in contact with daylight Once it was human again and its true identity known, the captor could then blackmail the unfortunate cursed individual into paying them a large sum of money to keep the disgusting fact about them having incestuous relations with a family member, a secret. Wow. So that's a a little bit about Harhacha. What a fucking creepy monster slash curse. My second little piece of trivia trivia is what we talked about at the top about Ayacucho, the town in which all this stuff has gone down. Mm-hmm. Ayacucho is the capital city of Ayacucho region and of Huamanga Province in Peru. During the Inca Empire and the Viceroyalty of Peru periods, the city was known by the name Huamanga, and it continues to be the alternative name of the city. So remember mm-hmm. you were saying
1: Oh got it.
0: The city's name was officially changed to Ayacucho after a major victory of the, revolu- of the Revolutionary Army led by Bolívar's lieutenants against the royalists. Wow. Simón Bolívar issued the decree on February 15, 1825, changing the name from Huamanga to Ayacucho, referring to a major battle for independence that established once and for all the total independence of the nascent Peruvian Republic. As stated by Bolívar's decree, quote, obtain the victory in Huamanga, its name must be changed in a way that perennially reminds those inhabitants the origin of their freedom. The name Ayacucho is derived from the Quechua word "aya" death or soul, and cuchu, corner. In honor of the battle's casualties. Wow. So that's a little bit about Ayacucho. Very cool. And finally, at the very end of the credits of this film, they thank Hoteles Yangmar. And uh, I was like, let me see what TripAdvisor has to say <laughs> about Hoteles Yangmar.
1: This reminds me of when you talked about the (laughs) hotels during El uh, Sanatorio. Remember that? (laughs) Yep.
0: That's why I did it, because I was like, I love it. I love when I get to know about hotels. I love a hotel. It says here in the TripAdvisor about of Hotel Yangmar. looking for a place to stay in Ayacucho? Then look no further than Hotel Yangmar 1, because there are two. Oh. A small hotel that brings the best of Ayacucho to your doorstep. Guest rooms offer amenities such as a desk. Is that it? That's it.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I love a desk in a room.
0: <laughs> Mirador Turístico de Achuchimay, Achuchimay, located nearby, makes Hotel Mar 1 a great place to stay for those interested in visiting this popular Ayacucho landmark. If you're looking for a cafe, consider a visit to Via Villa, Villa Café Ayacucho. Via Via Café and Hotel, or La Miel, which are all conveniently oh. located a short distance from Hotel Yanmar 1. Should time allow, Plaza Mayor de Ayacucho, Basilica Catedral de Ayacucho, and Ayacucho Town are some popular attractions that are within walking distance. We're sure you'll enjoy your stay at Hotel Yanmar 1 as you experience everything Ayacucho has to offer.
1: Listen, we're adding it to our week Horror travel list.
0: Well... Oh. Then I found a review for Hotel Yangmar 2. Okay. Que dice así. The most horrible place I oh, stayed at way. in Peru. <laughs> Terrible. Incompetent staff who made check-in difficult and listened to very loud music all the time. The room was awful. There was gaps around the window, so all the cold and noise entered. The window was merely decoration. <laughs> The street was very noisy at night. Seemed that all the dogs barked there at (laughs) night.
1: Right. Listen, that's the that's the. That's not the hat hotel's hat. fart fault.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Fart. <laughs> Seemed all the dogs barked there at night, and all drunks decided to argue near the quote unquote hotel. Wow. The room door was difficult to open with the key. Sometimes it took me minutes to open it. The ceiling <laughs> the, the ceiling light bulb kept flickering minutes after it was turned off. Very annoying. That, listen, pil- that's a ghost. The pillows were old and disgusting. The bathroom door could only be opened and closed after carefully navigating around inside the tiny space. Although advertised so, they did not give toiletries. The shower was cold. There was no cleaning in the room at all, and they did not take out the rubbish either. This is a British person, by the way. The
1: rubbish, yes.
0: (laughs) Overall, it was an awful experience.
1: Listen, all I need to know is, was there a desk?
0: It doesn't say. <laughs> Although this was, this is Yangmar 2. Entonces tal vez ellos no tal tienen vez. desk.
1: Mm, fuck, yeah.
0: Uh, so that's the end of my trivia. I love I'm it. I'm still down to visit Yangmar 1 or 2.
1: Absolutely. I want to go to Ayacucho, please. Get me the yeah. hell out of here. Let's go. Well, do you want to answer some questions for me? Yeah, sure. Eileen. Were you scared?
0: I had some jumping moments, but not really.
1: Absolutely the same. This movie is riddled with jump scares, but I was not really scared. No. What was your best scare?
0: I'm going to give it to the very first jump scare, which was the little girl getting snatched right out of the fucking screen. I thought that was pretty good. Because honestly, after that, I expected some good stuff and yeah then it went downhill what about you
1: i'm just gonna give it to the whole kind of top sequence with the girls running around the girl yeah. getting snatched and also because we get to see my my Mael, puta yeah who i was like i'm so excited to see her in a movie again so since she was featured and i was like okay you're you're giving us a cool setup i'll give it to that who was your favorite character rosa same i An, do have a to future
0: anthropologists <laughs>
1: Yeah, who's like, listen, bitch, don't intrude on my thesis.
0: (laughs) I have celos de profesión, okay?
1: (laughs) Uh, Although I am just going to shout out Ale real quick because the way that she was so, she just called Daniel imbecil like 50 (laughs) times. And I was like, girl, her behavior toward him was very believable. So just going to give her a little shout out. But it rosa all the way. What was your best line?
0: When Samantha on her voiceover at the end, she's like, El temor ...está latente porque el incesto está presente.
1: (laughs) I mean, they did that on purpose. Oh, man. I
0: thought that was so fucking, like, funny. I'm like, fear is here because so is incest.
1: I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a movie where, like, the moral of the story... Look, we get it. Incest is bad and gross. (laughs) But I don't think I've ever seen a movie where, like, that is the moral. Like, you better... like. Insect is bad or we'll, we'll burn you alive. Your yeah. soul, you're, t- you're going to turn into a har
0: Don't kiss your sister because it's bad.
1: Fucking weird. <laughs> totally uh, weird. M- my best line, I'm going to give it to Rosa again. Celos de profesión, no? <laughs> I just was like, yes, I, I love it. What was your best death?
0: I want to say Daniel because he's a piece of shit. And also we got his leg cut off, which was mm-hmm. very cool. But he's, I don't know if he's dead. No, he's oh. dead. Is he dead at the
1: end? Remember, they, they check his body, or they identify his body.
0: You're right. Okay, then I'm going to give it to Daniel.
1: Me too, because goodbye, good Fuck riddance. Fuck that guy. Get out of here. Yeah. Did you learn anything about the culture?
0: Yeah. Same. Because not only harhacha-wise, but uh, also like seeing their carnival was really mm-hmm. fun. Like that, the, I didn't know that that's the outfits that they would wear. And, in general, it was- there was a lot to learn. And I, I especially these kinds of movies where they take an actual folklore and like something from the culture, like a, a myth or whatever, I always think, Oh, I'm learning something from this culture.
1: Absolutely. I agree yeah. with you one hundred percent. Yes. All right. How many oois are you gonna give this movie?
0: I'm gonna give it one and a half. Okay. Just because the incest thing is, I know that that's part of the fucking folklore. Mm -hmm. I think everything could have used a little bit more explanation. I just needed a little bit more clarity, and I think that would have been a lot better.
1: This is a similar situation where, like, you know, we've talked about this before where, you know, it's like I want to give this movie the benefit of the doubt. I can see that there's not much of a budget, but... You know, reading up about Palito and just, like, the, his experiences in the past and, like, just kind of trying to see what he was trying to bring into this movie, it yeah. almost feels like the Harhacha incest thing is inconsequential to what yeah. he actually wants to say. But doing my research on him, pr- other movies of his more explore, like, his experience in, you know, in Peru. Sure. In a more, like, I guess, political way. And apparently they're better. But... This movie was not that great. It could have, like... You could have, like you said, just edited the fuck out of it. This movie could have been 45 minutes to an hour. yeah. And I would have been like, thank you for keeping it swift. But it's not. It's an hour and a half. Yeah. So I'm going to give this movie two, Louise. Just, you know, kind of respecting the fact that I I know that the director went through a lot. And he's trying to incorporate that in his film. Right. I don't think he was entirely successful. But, you know... It is what it is, too.
0: Yeah. You know, a modern day, no, not even a modern day, like a Latino version of a werewolf, which I think is sure. yeah. pretty pretty cool except
1: just with fucking incest
0: and i also wish that maybe the monster itself could have been more llama i guess i want to see
1: a yama please i want to see yeah. that shit run it around although to do that like Probably don't really strap hard. a face to a yama and or like i, I wouldn't want to see that but i agree i want to see like the actual what That'd it's supposed fun. to look like for sure yeah well
0: well, you know what? It's time to gather our oxygen and head on out of the Andes because the demonio has chased us too much. Yeah, and, my um, heart is
1: racing. I'm getting dizzy.
0: Yeah, you got to chew some coca leaves and just fucking calm the fuck down. Uh, <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Uh, make sure to subscribe and uh, rate and review us because that helps us gain listeners.
1: Leave us a comment.
0: Leave <laughs> us a comment. Follow us on social media uh, at Wikiorror on Insta and Twitter. Follow Sonoro Podcasts at Sonoro Podcast. They have a bunch of great Latino-based podcasts. For your ear holes. I guess that's it, right?
1: Yeah, listen, don't kiss your sister.
0: <laughs> Please don't kiss your sister or your brother. We just really don't need that right now in the Please world. Please don't do it. We don't need the <laughs> incest.
1: What a weird movie. It feels so weird. It
0: feels really weird. And the fact that, like, it's the warning is don't kiss your sister is very.
1: I got it. Like, you get it.
0: No, thanks. I'm not trying to. So, don't kiss your sister. Have a glass of water and um, have a beautiful week yes yes
1: yes please do have a good week
0: Uh, i fucking love you johnny i
1: fucking love you too
0: but not like in a weird brother way
1: no we're cool it's not not like that not
0: like that we're fine uh and we'll see you guys in la próxima semana adios adios